Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. I declare the scripture, Zechariah 2.5 over Faith City Outreach, which says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Pastor Bob Altimus from San Antonio, Texas. Thank you so much for being here today again, um, Pastor Bob. And um, I just want to thank you for um, coming back to share about your trip in uh, Abidjan, Africa. I know you went there to represent Faith Christian Fellowship International as the guest speaker at a uh, leadership summit there. And um, you also ordained uh, 30 new pastors in the nation. Now, last time we were talking about um, your experience with um, the Holy Spirit there, you were talking about the worship, and you had described it um, in um, the Symphony of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Marina. Yes, it's I'm thrilled to be back with you again and to continue to share some of these stories and that word uh, from uh, the Greek word simphero, where the spiritual gifts are to profit with all, uh, was definitely a theme uh, throughout my whole time there, and and it was. It was a time where the Holy Spirit could move, and um, everybody profited from it. It was definitely to profit with all. That's great. Now, um, I know that um, culturally speaking, it was... Was it something difficult for you to adjust? Um, could you explain maybe something that um, was so new to you that you didn't know about Africa? Uh, maybe the food, maybe the clothing, anything? I'm laughing even as you're asking the question. <laughs> um, uh, never in my life before had I eaten carp. And uh, I certainly had never eaten carp for five days. <laughs> that was a that was a very unique experience. Um, the other thing that I found, uh, Marina, was that uh, as we would go out and we'd be driving up and down the road, uh, I think I mentioned this in the first uh, in our first meeting was it's just it's sensory overload. You're trying to take it all in. You're trying to process it. Um, your eyes are seeing it, but your mind won't believe it. And I think it took about four or five days before I even kept telling myself, slow down, slow, trying to slow my own mind down because I was just trying to take it all in and I was trying, trying to process it, uh, process it all. And so that was, that was uh, definitely a unique experience. But from a relational standpoint, when I met these people, I met these pastors and their families and I was able to dine in, in many of their homes, and I visited the uh, orphanage and the Christian school. I, the, the kindred spirit that we had, really, it felt like I knew them all my life. And uh, Pastor Nasa even told me after, after I got back, 
so many people that they didn't realize that was my first time there. They thought I had been there many times because it was like, <laughs> I was just so comfortable and, you know, just kind of, uh, fit in, I guess. But I know, I know it was the spirit right. and it was the spirit between us that we were just, we were brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in the Lord. Now I read some of your posts on Facebook. You had said mm-hmm. something about them, um, finding out that you like to drink Sprite. <laughs> and, you know, and then from then on, they had, they, they had a, a can of Sprite for you each time you went to go eat something or. When, you when we would go eat, they were so honoring. The, the people were so honoring to me. Um, when, when we would go somewhere to, for a meal, they always gave me the position of honor uh, at the table. And sometimes it was the head of the table. Sometimes it was the side. Sometimes it was the front. Sometimes it was the back. And what I discovered was the position of honor was wherever there was the greatest breeze or wherever the fan would, you know, get you the best. That was the position of honor because there wasn't any air conditioning or anything like that. Um, They would have a pail of water there for us to wash our hands before we would eat. And, um, they always let me wash my hands first, you know, while the pail of water uh, was the cleanest. And when I went in and the first couple meals when I was there, there was always this uh, can or a bottle of Coca-Cola on the table. And uh, They figured that most people in America drink Coca-Cola. And one day, I think it was, I don't remember when it was, but uh, I had a Sprite or I'd Somebody wanted to know what I wanted to drink, and I said Sprite, and it was, it was just, it was cute because each time after that, when I went to someone's house for a meal, there was no longer a Coke on the table; there was a Sprite on the table, <laughs> and it was, just, it was just so honoring. I went to one pastor's house, and again, Marina, just uh, the oh boy, the 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 living conditions and things like that that we just couldn't even fathom but i go into their home and what do they want to do they want to honor me one of the pastors he said when we meet someone and we know they are friend and especially friend in the faith we feed their belly and we clothe their back and we have this gift for you and they gave me this beautifully wrapped uh, little package and i opened it up and there's a traditional african shirt in it for me with this uh, beautiful meal that they've prepared. And I brought home more, <laughs> more traditional African outfits uh, from these people that wanted to honor me in their homes. That uh, I did wear one uh, last Friday night. We had a get together with some uh, ministry friends here in the San Antonio area. And I shared some stories and I shared some pictures and I, I wore one of my new outfits uh, to that. So, that's the story behind the Sprite on the table. It's beautiful. Now, do you think that the pastors there have the same or experience the same challenges as pastors here in the United States? They do. Um, the, although there are our lives and the way we live is very different, the challenges of ministry are very much the same. And Pastor Nath, 
that's my national host there. Um, he even mentioned to me a few times of whenever I would speak to these pastors and share with these pastors, they want to hear about church growth and how to grow their churches and how to overcome some of the obstacles of, of church growth and, and things like that. And so I really enjoyed uh, sharing some of those things with them because it they have the same, hey, listen, people are people. Anywhere you go, you got to right. deal with people. And, and a lot of the issues in, in pastoring and leading a flock is people dealing with people being people. And so there were a lot of similarities. Now, um, were they able to um, possibly use a lot of your strategies or your ideas in regards to growing their churches and their ministries? I think so. Yeah, they, they really seem to appreciate it. And, and again, it, I mentioned this in, the, in our first uh, session together, but as we shared, there wasn't a lot of small talk. It was, it was very much in the spirit. And so as I would share, it was things that the Spirit was giving me recall of, that when a Spirit would give me that recall, I would share it with them, and it was just, it was exactly what they needed. There was multiple homes that we would come out of, or multiple settings. Uh, when we would come out of there, Pastor Nasa, he would say to me, oh, he says, Pastor Bob, this, this is exa- that's exactly why God sent you here. That's exactly why you're the one that he sent here. And it was just, it was amazing. Every time we left somewhere, it was like God just gave that person, you know, the confirmation that they needed or the direction that they needed or a word that they needed. Um, so uh, I know they were able to use it because it didn't come from me. It came from the Spirit of God. And it sounds like the trip was not only edifying to you, but you were also be um, edifying the others, any, you know, everyone you, you met, but they were also edifying you, too, as a pastor. You know, serving God is one of those very unique things where when you pour out and pour out and pour out, doing what God has called you to do, where he's called you to do it, when he's called you to do it, that you do all that pouring, but you don't leave empty. You end up leaving full. And that's something only the Spirit of God can do. And I definitely experienced that firsthand. I also experienced firsthand knowing that it was the prayers of so many people back here sustaining me. Uh, when I would go to bed at one thirty or 2.30 in the morning and have the alarm set for 6.45 you know, the next morning to get ready to go to the orphanage or go to the school or go to a church or, you know, go do something. And, uh, you know, I never got sick. I never got fatigued. I, I know it was just the, the prayers of so many people that were sustaining me. Amen. And I also did pray for you too, several times, Pastor Bob. I was so excited I, that you, that you were going on this trip and it was um, very inspirational too, to just watch, or look at the uh, pictures and just kind of motivated me to someday I know to visit uh, Africa too. Now, what would be, um, let's just say, what can Americans learn from Africans? What can we learn from them? Because I know that sometimes we go to a country, go to a foreign country, and we sometimes have the mindset of, okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to teach them this, teach them that. And we don't really go with 
the, let's say, the mentality of, okay, what are they going to teach me? It's always, we're going to teach them. And, you know, just what can you tell us as you uh, was there, as you were there for like a whole week and you did so many things and you met so many people and you preached at multiple churches and you visited an orphanage and a Christian school. Um, you ordained 30 new pastors. Uh, what can you say by meeting all the African Christians? What can we learn here from them? I'll answer that with a with a story. I was in the car with Pastor Coco. He was uh, he drove me all over. He was with me almost the whole week. He interpreted multiple times for me. He was my tour guide. He took care of me. And we we're in the car one day. We were waiting on uh, Pastor Nasser to take care of something, and he he just began to open up to me there in the car. And his heart was heavy. And he was talking about. He said, "You know, there are." He said, I've seen missionaries come and they come, but they don't come with their heart, but you come with your heart. And I see people who get up to uh, speak and they get up to preach. He says, but it's not of the spirit and it's not from God. They're, they're just words. And he said, I've seen so many uh, people go into ministry. He said, they, they now listen to this. He says, they go into ministry because they want big church and big house and big car, and big boat, and big plane. But many times when that man gets big house, he only has little space in heart for God. And he said, life is not in house. Life is in heart. And we must serve God with big heart. And I'm just sitting in the back seat of this car, and I'm thinking, I'm here to teach them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just... It's, it's humbling when he's sharing with me about the the relationships that they build and the importance of relationship and the your own family and your church family. He says to me, he says, Pastor Bobby says, in America they say time is money, but here time is relationship. And uh, <clears throat> there's just so much, so much that we can we can learn from them. And he has a very important point because God truly wants our hearts. Yes. You know, Absolutely. Um, so um, that's, that's beautiful. That's a very beautiful response. Pastor Bob, what would you like to say to all the African people you met there? If you had, since you're on, um, on air, what would you tell them? I know now you're in San Antonio, Texas right now. They're in Africa. They're in um, Abidjan, Africa. What would you like to tell them from here? I met uh, a lady called Mom Simone. She ran the orphanage. She had a dream one night. And in this dream, this girl came to her that was about to have a baby and she needed help. She came to Mom Simone and said, would you help me birth this child? And Mom Simone said, yes, I'll help you. And she did. And as soon as the baby was born, uh, the little girl jumps up and she runs away and leaves this baby for Mom Simone to raise. Well, Mom Simone wakes up from this dream and the Spirit of God says to her, this is what I have created you for. Hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't long, I don't know the time frame, but it wasn't too long 
after that, there was a little girl that came to Mom Simone that was about to have a baby. <laughs> she said, Mom Simone, will you help me? She was scared. She didn't know what to do. Mom Simone says, yes, I'll help you. She has this baby. As soon as the baby's born, the little girl jumps up and she runs away. And Mom Simone uh, raised that little baby as her own. And today, oh, wow. that, baby is, that baby is a 17-year-old girl that now lives. Uh, the orphanage is in Devo, but that 17-year-old girl now lives in Abidjan. And when I hear stories like that, and that for 17 years now, Mom Simone has given her life to to raising these orphan children she's got 40 about 40 children now that she pours her heart and her soul into and uh, what what would i say to her i would say man uh i know i went over there and you guys were excited to see me but you're my hero <laughs> you know <laughs> what you do and the way you pour out love and the way you have sacrificed for others uh you are an inspiration to me. I know I went over there to try to inspire you and try to be an inspiration to you. And, and, and to a certain extent, I was and took things over and took food items that they needed and education items and some toys and different things like that. But, but ultimately, in the, end, in the end of all of this, man, they, they inspired me. Wow. Now, what was the name of the orphanage? Oh, I was afraid you were going to ask me that <laughs> because <laughs> I, I asked it once. They told me, and I didn't really because it was in French, and I yes. couldn't quite get it. So I'm sorry, Marina. I, no, that's okay. All that's I know okay. is it's the orphanage. It's Mom Simone's orphanage, <laughs> and it is, and it is located in Abidjan, Africa. Well, it's it's located in Devo, which oh, was okay. supposed to be about a two-hour drive from Abidjan, uh, and it ended up being about a four-hour drive. And how about the Christian school? Was that also in Abidjan, Africa, or was that somewhere? Yeah, a little, a little outskirts of the main part of Abidjan in a little area called Angri. And um, that was run by Mom Susie. And she had a Christian school there with 220 kids between the ages of 2 and 10. And that was a very, very special treat to go in there and be able to speak to those children and see them to see their, the school, the setup. Um, now, what was the was, response from them when you uh, talked to them? It was, it was mixed. It was the boys, their eyes would get so big and you could just see the, the whites in their eyes would just glow when I would start to speak. And the girls would look at each other and they would just start to giggle. It was the cutest <laughs> things. The more I talked in, you know, in English and they heard my English, the, the harder they would giggle. And it was mm. really cute. How neat. But now, did you notice I, any... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Did you notice anything that was different as far as the way they, um, they structure the school throughout the day? Or even with their teaching methods or anything about the school do you did you notice anything that was drastically different from here a in america a couple, sure a couple things that i noticed about the school uh one was how well behaved the children were how disciplined they were the the younger kids i say younger kids like the three-year-olds 
they were all sitting on the floor on on two kind of large carpets and they were evenly spaced in straight rows back and straight rows across very symmetrical not sitting there with their you know legs crossed and very you know they didn't know i was coming in they didn't know i was standing in the back of the room so they weren't putting on a show for this you know guy from america they were just in their regular you know school mode very respectful uh very well behaved and uh that was that was impressive and the other thing is i don't even really know how to describe it other than to say you could just feel the love you could feel the love of God in that place. And I know that started with uh, Mom Susie, who who runs the place. And by the way, uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but uh, Mom Simone and Mom Susie, they both also got ordained in the ordination service that we had uh, with Faith Christian Fellowship uh, at the Leadership Summit and ordination service that Saturday uh, before that. So it wow. was exciting to, you know, be you know, be with them, minister over them, right. your nation, and then go out and see them in action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Pray over them. And when, when we prayed over uh, mom Susie at the school and the other ladies that were a part of her uh, leadership team there, and I don't have time uh, in this uh, broadcast to go into all of the stories of things that mom Susie does uh, for her community, and she hosts a, a new church plant in her school, and when people have needs, uh, she's the first one to step up, but you just, when you pray over them, and you go before God, you just, you, it's like a direct current of the love of God flowing from the throne of glory right down into their hearts, and it's like they, they, they've got a direct current to the love of God. That's beautiful. And they have a great, um, would they call her a principal of the school too? She's the, she's the principal. She's the owner. She's the administrator. She does it all. Well, they have, they have a great leader there. (laughs) They do. They do. She's got the, she's the right person. She's got the right heart. And, uh, yeah, they've definitely got they got a good thing going on. That's well, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Bob, for sharing uh, a lot about your trip to Abidjan, Africa, and what God did through you, and um, also what um, God did through them too. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, just want to ask that if you could please close with a prayer, not only for all the nations, but anything else the Holy Spirit may be leading you to pray about. I'll, I'll be honored to do that, Marina. Thank you. Thank you. Father God, I come before you right now, and, and once again, I thank you for my new friends and folks that I will get to spend eternity with yeah. in heaven along with you. That just brings such a smile to my heart to think about in these precious people. And Father, I pray right now for those that are listening to this broadcast, and I believe by your Spirit, God, that there are some listening this week and in this session and even in the last session, and you have been prompting their heart to go. 
You've been prompting their heart to do something. You've put the a desire and a yearning for mission in their heart. And I just pray that maybe something that they've heard in these broadcasts, Father, would give them that nudge to say it's time. It's time. It's time to go. It's time to do. It's time to take that step. So I pray, Father, a boldness, a boldness that they would say yes. I pray for direction that they would know what they're saying yes to. I pray for finances for them to be able to follow through on what they're saying yes to. Every need that they have, I pray right now, Father, is supplied, that they'll have uh, no excuse for saying no, but they'll have every reason to say yes. And I pray that over every listener, Father God, that you, you call all of us. We're all called to something. And I pray right now for Marina's, uh, the listeners to her show, the listeners to her broadcast, that, Father, today, today, they will say yes to you and say yes to what you're calling them to do. No more excuses. Today is the day to say yes. And I pray that and I release that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you're a pastor or a Christian leader and are interested in being interviewed in this program, please email me at fcoprogram at gmail.com. Si usted es un pastor o líder cristiano y está interesado en ser entrevistado en este programa, por favor envíeme un correo electrónico a fcoprogram.com. If you are looking for a church in Phoenix, Arizona, I invite you to come to King Jesus Christ Ministry at 3106 North 35th Avenue, Suite 3. Their phone number is 602-688-8888. 602-688-8888. Si estás buscando una iglesia en Phoenix, Arizona, Te invito a venir a King Jesus Christ Ministry en 3106 Norte en la Avenida 35, en la Suite 3. El número de teléfono es 602-688-8888. 602-688-8888. You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. If you are looking for a Holy Spirited and bilingual church in the Phoenix, Arizona area, I invite you to King Jesus Christ Ministries at 3106 North 35th Avenue, Suite 3, Phoenix, Arizona. Zip code is 85017. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.